0: Hello everyone! Happy Tuesday. I think this is Tuesday. <laughs> um, this is just a kind of a spontaneous live that I'm doing, and I'm actually this is my imperfect way of recording a podcast episode. Um, and doing this imperfectly is one of the ways that I deconstruct perfectionism in my life. Um. But I wanted to talk a little bit about how my perfectionism, my perfectionism, it's not my perfectionism, Um, I wanted to just talk a little bit about how perfectionism is showing up in my life today and as I'm in the process of deconstructing a lot of the things that um, I feel were instilled in me by toxic Christianity and um, fundamental Christianity when I was young, um, perfectionistic tendencies and the, the drive toward perfectionism is one of those things. So I have been, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a midwife, and I'm a birth assistant at a birth center, and I've been at births at the birth center for the past four nights straight overnight. So, I mean, every night, you know, about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, I got called into the birth center, ended up there all night, come home, you get a couple hours sleep, then you get up, maybe you catch a nap, Um, you know, and I'm almost 50 years old, so I'm, you know, not as resilient physically as I used to be to losing that amount of sleep night after night after night. solace midwifery I'm betting you know what I'm talking about (laughs) so I'm you know doing this this thing and now I'm on day four of you know not having much sleep not having any sleep during the night and you know I wake up this morning um, and I had to wake up and take my son to school and I get home and I'm exhausted. I need to lay back down and take a nap. But there's this drive in me that says, you've got to accomplish some things. You can't just keep napping every day. You have to accomplish something. You need to get some shit done. And you need to power through. And so there's this, (laughs) this thing that, so then there's this anxiety and this pull, this, conflict in myself that is torn between doing what I feel like my body and my brain is saying I need sleep, rest, at least rest, even if I'm not sleeping, to at least rest, to at least not overtax my brain or overtax my body. But then there's also this pull in me to to do some things that would be considered productive in our capitalist society. Right. And, um, and there, and there's this real inner conflict happening there. And so I'm thankful that I'm at a point in my growth journey that I recognize that, that I see it for what it is that, you know, this is a, this is a product of trauma. This is a product of, uh you know, a life of high, high expectations that no one could have ever possibly met, but that didn't stop me from trying, um, type of thing. But and then also trying to be um, the person that I am right now that knows that I need to honor the intuitive leanings of my body, which is which is saying, I really need some rest. I really need to not have a lot of expectation put on me today. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about how, you know, I deconstruct perfectionism in my life. And first I have to recognize where it kind of comes from. So I grew up in... A very fundamental, you know, religion that talked about everything is black was black or white in this, you know, in in that um, in that setting, like you're either saved or you're not saved, you're either going to heaven or you're going to hell, you're either godly or you're worldly, you're either um, you know you either believe in this literal. You know, seven-day creation, or you're some type of atheist evolutionist. You are either pro-life, or you are, you know, you are pro-murder. There's all these just extremes, and you're either one or the other. And there is no middle ground in that type of setting, in that, in that, uh, you know, evangelical christian environment they're lukewarm is something that makes god want to vomit that's actually like in the bible like it you know or it's in the current bible like there's like god will spew you out of his mouth for being lukewarm there is no middle the middle is bad the middle is a terrible place to be you're either all in or you're all out And so this is why I, you know, wake up after day four of being out all night at births, and I still have this inner conflict to produce something, to show my worth through doing things. And so that that is there, and at almost 50 years old, it's still pulling me toward dishonoring my body's needs right now, in in the name of proving my worth and value by my productivity, by how much I'm striving. And there's another piece to that, is that perfectionism causes it fatigue and exhaustion, both mentally and physically. And in that setting, in that toxic environment, exhaustion is glorified the fatigue of trying to be the best person that you can be in the eyes of god if that wears you out then that is honorable if that's the striving is honorable the striving is what makes you worthy if you're not striving are you even saved if you're not striving do you even believe in god Probably not. You probably are backslidden. Like all of that, those tapes still play, and so the perfectionism is real in uh, in that scenario. And perfectionism, you know, so so I can get very subconsciously, I can get, be very addicted to. Um, the perfectionism to keep me in that fatigue because at least the fatigue makes me feel, like the, the fatigue of striving makes me feel like I'm honorable in doing something. At least I have my fatigue and my exhaustion to show for it. And there, there's, you know, there's a kind of a little bit of a sick payoff there that happens in my subconscious. And I've always thought, you know, that my intuition that told me to rest, to take care of myself and things like that, that that was really selfish. That was actually probably the voice of evil, that subtle, you know, voice of evil that's in there. And so I've just had to reestablish trust with myself and with my body outside of, that um, perfectionistic thinking of being all in or all out. And so, yes, yes, the exhaustion is an indicator of success. You know, like if you're, how in the world can you even be, say you're successful if you're not doing something that absolutely sucks the life out of you and exhausts you? What kind of story do you even have if you don't talk about, being up late at night and keeping going even when you wanted to quit and and there is, you know, there are some places where you know, we power through in life, but the constant powering through is not a healthy place to be. And um you know in the way that not doing enough for God and becoming lukewarm and all means that you're not either a real Christian or not a very good one. In that same way, you know, I tend to feel sometimes as when my perfectionist is taking over my perfectionist, you know, and I say my perfectionist because it's something I've adopted. I am not a perfectionist. No one is a perfectionist. No one is born a perfectionist. Perfectionist is influence. Perfectionist is something that we have adapted because of something that happened to us, whether it was trauma from you know, someone putting expectations on us that we could never achieve, whether it was being told constantly that we weren't enough, whatever it was. So perfectionism is something we adapted to cope and survive. And at some point, it probably served us. It probably helped us feel safe and survive, but as we've grown and and evolved in life, now it's just a tape that keeps playing. Now it's just become a habit that we kind of use to adapt in all of life and we're staying in that state, right? So when I sometimes look at people who just seem to so easily give themselves breaks, to so easily like, you know i need to just go and like get away for the day and i'm gonna go to go on a hike i'm gonna go like i almost feel you know my initial feelings toward them are a little bit of resentment because it's like how can you just let yourself off the hook so easily like that there's some jealousy there um But, you know, we can learn, you know, we can learn to deconstruct that perfectionism and do the same for ourselves. But this means I have to be willing to look at the beliefs behind my perfectionism and change those. This means that I have to disassociate from perfectionist being who I am and look at it as a behavior that I'm experiencing and exhibiting. But it's not who I am. The truth of who I am, the truth of who I am is a person who follows her intuition, who listens to her body's signals and messages, who listens to her soul's needs and desires for rest, for a good balance of productivity and rest. That is who I am. The perfectionist, the perfection part is something I've adopted And so just like it's a pattern that I've adopted and a pattern that I've developed, it's something that I can deconstruct and reconstruct something else. And that's what we're doing in my coaching group right now. We're working through small digestible pieces of deconstructing things and then reconstructing. Because you can't just like get rid of it. You have to replace it with something. It's been there too long. It has, you know, been doing its thing for a long time you can't just lay waste to it. What, what you have to do is fill that spot. You fill that pattern with a new pattern. And so the perfectionist, um, for me, like I have to b- begin by doing things like this, <laughs> by showing up on Instagram with no makeup on, but with a filter, um, <laughs> with no makeup on, with, Knowing I'm tired, knowing I might be kind of choppy in the way I present, knowing it might not be the best, you know, communication that I've ever had <laughs> and, and showing up anyway, knowing that what I'm experiencing right now, somebody else is probably experiencing. And so if I share where I am right now, I can speak in to someone else who may recognize this pattern in themselves and have a light bulb moment and say, that's me yeah, I experienced that too. Somebody's already said I have a similar background and I didn't connect it. Yes. Connecting the dots. And so by coming here imperfectly and sharing my story and talking about what's going on in my life, even if I know I'm probably saying, you know, and and you know all these things that I say when I'm really tired and I'm not communicating, you know, completely clearly. Knowing that that doesn't matter. That I just need to show up. And so I, some days I come at perfectionism with a lot of love and nurture. And I just find I look at those parts of myself and say, "Gosh." Just like if someone came to me, if someone came to me and said, Listen, Malia, I have been at births for four nights in a row now. I've had about two to three hours of sleep broken up on each of those days. And I'm calling you because it's Tuesday and I need to be productive today and I need you to help me be productive. If somebody called me and said that to me, I would say, Whoa, wait a minute. Take a breath. You need to rest. Before you try to do anything, you need to rest. So I have to, one of my ways of deconstructing is to nurture that part of myself and say, Hey, I am so sorry that somebody taught you that there was this honor and value in running yourself ragged, but it is not true and you can rest. But sometimes I have to come at perfection, you know, my perfection patterns Like a warrior. Sometimes I have to get kind of, you know, strong with it. And that's me showing up here because I had a million reasons why I didn't, you know, today's not the day to share this. Let me wait till I get some good notes together. Let me wait and put together a better presentation. You know, let me wait till, you know, I can do this, this, and this until it's perfect. And then I'll present it to the world. Knowing that when I do that, it probably will never get done because it will never be perfect. And so what I have to do is come at it like a warrior and put the fucking phone and the car- in, the, in the holder and put the, thing, the title on the Instagram and just force myself to hit the button and show up. So sometimes I have to come at it like that. And each time I show up imperfectly like this, I deconstruct the perfectionist. Each time I nurture that part of myself, instead of fighting that part of myself, each time I show compassion to myself for feeling this way, I deconstruct the perfectionist. And every time I deconstruct the perfectionist, I deconstruct toxic Christianity and the hold it has on my body and still the tapes it it plays deep in my subconscious. And so that's how I have to show up. That's how we all have to show up. But guess what I'm going to do after I talk about this? Because I thought it was really important to share. Spirit said I needed to share it. But what I'm going to do after I talk about this is I'm going to go pick up my kid from school and we're going to come home and we're going to lay in my bed and we're probably going to re-watch episodes of Cheer for the one billionth time because I know that I won't have to use my brain and uh and I can just probably doze off and enjoy it and enjoy being with him in imperfect ways. Um and, and doing that. So that's what I'm gonna do. And that's that's there's no the perfectionist is always looking for a how-to, right? Give me a plan. Give me a step one, step two, step three to rid this from my life and that is not how it works that's religion religion says here's the rules follow them and you will be happy all of your days (laughs) and you will live forever in the kingdom of heaven and avoid the bad place like that's religion and so religion would say you know there's there here's how you deconstruct you know here's how you get perfectionism out of your life you don't You come at it with compassion, but you come at it with, you know, kind of a firm spirit of this is not who I am. This is a behavior that I can, um, that I can deconstruct and reconstruct something really beautiful in its place. I can reconstruct grace, ease, and flow in its place. And I just do that little by little by showing up like this. It's not anything neat or tidy or it's I can't even really put it in a PDF (laughs) like it's just this is just what it is and so one of the biggest things I've done this year to deconstruct perfectionism was to start a coaching group that where I show up like this where it's these deep hits of wisdom you know presented imperfectly in order to do the real work of deconstructing old patterns and bringing in the new it's not if i if i market it that way it doesn't sound as good because it doesn't market to the you know it doesn't market to the the way that you have to hit people in their pain points well i don't like to do that because that's what church does Church brings you in by making you feel inadequate and, you know, lost and all of that. And I don't really have any desire to perpetuate that on anybody else in life since I've already had it perpetuated on my life for a good part of it. So just showing up and saying, you know what, I'm not going to follow the rules and I'm going to watch it play out and I'm going to trust. Radical self-trust is the opposite of perfection. And it's the goal. It's the goal. And so I learn little by little, moment by moment, imperfect Instagram live by imperfect Instagram live to show up and deconstruct that perfectionist ten- those perfectionist tendencies in my life. That's it. That's what I got for you. That's what spirit told me to come and say to you today. Spirit told me that somebody needed this message besides me today. So it looks like a couple of you have already said that you resonate highly with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for your insights. Yeah. I no longer have to prove I'm busy all the time. Yeah, where did we where did we get that idea that that busy was value? That doesn't come from our intuition. Our intuition is a pure place. That is not what our intuition says. That is influence. That is the influence of the religion of you trying to be enough and trying to be worthy to a figure that expects perfection right so anyway so if you're watching this on a replay just put hashtag replay in the comments and let me know what resonated with you um for those of you who um say you know feel like you have the same background as me well strap in because spirit gave me a strong message last week that my deconstruction from toxic Christianity needs to be something I'm talking about more often. So I'm going to be talking about it a lot. I'm also writing a book about my experience right now um, and trying not to be a perfectionist about that. (laughs) So thank you for showing up, Soulless Midwifery and KS Bear. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We're going to just do this work together. There has never been a more important time for those of us with this type of background background to do this active work of deconstruction. We have, we have the power, those of us who are deconstructing, we have the power to really create a healing movement in our society right now. Um, If you're feeling, you know, like that confusion, that pull toward this work, then shoot me a DM and we can see if us working together is a good fit for you because I'm doing this work with people this year and we're going to go through walk through it compassionately we're going to walk through it um you know with with the you know just walk through it with the um with the fire but also with the soothing flow of the water and all of incorporate all of that and do it in a way that's really honoring um, and creates wholeness creates self-trust reconnects us to our intuition and helps us to uh, be the most authentic versions of ourselves and that's what that's what's underneath all of that and that's what's beautiful All right. Have a wonderful Tuesday, everybody. And um, I'll, I'll put this on the podcast too, if you want to have it to download and listen to again on the days when you're feeling your perfectionist be really loud. Have a good one.